Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2061. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Colorado Springs, Colorado, with a very special guest by the name of Joe Brenner. Joe, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? I sure do, Mark. We're going to have some fun. And we're going to be talking Porsches today. My listeners know that's my mark of choice, so I'm in heaven. But before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into this world of yours, what's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Joe? Well, um... You know, as a as a young guy, I became a licensed skydiver. Really? Well, so there okay. you go. That's that's pretty unique. I don't think I've had one of those on the show before. I tell you, I maybe back in the day I could have done that, but I just don't know if I could do that now. All you got to do is fall out, Mark. Okay, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Well, I'm good at that. You know, uh, good at falling. But uh, wow, well, how many jumps have you done? Somewhere in the 80s. Wow. Holy cow. Well, yeah. I, I, like I said, maybe back in the days of my uh, my racing days and my surfing days and my motocross days and all that crazy stuff. But I don't know. Maybe I've gotten a little too timid in my old age. I got to liven it up. I'm going to give you a proper introduction and we're going to dive in the world of Porsche. Joe Brenner is the general manager at Porsche Colorado Springs, recognized by Porsche as a world-class premier Porsche dealership. Joe is a 27-year veteran in the automotive business world. He and his business partner also created a power sports business and are dealers for BMW motorcycles, Ducati, I had one of those, love them, Triumph, and Gas Gas. Mm, I'm not real familiar with them. You'll have to tell me about that. Joe became involved with the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb about 11 years ago when his store sponsored the pace car that Paul Walker drove the mayor up the hill in. Fred Veach came to Joe with the idea to race Pikes Peak in the Time Attack 2 showroom stock division in a 996 turbo that was the beginning of a long string of efforts with one outstanding result and records for time attack one with david donahue who was our guest last week here on cars yeah who as we all have heard is going to be jumping into a brumos livery car and drive back up the hill we'll be back in just a minute with joe but first a word from our sponsor so give them a little listen and we'll be right back buckle up Covercraft has the most complete line of custom seat covers available. Choose between the polycotton seat savers, Endura Precision Fit custom seat covers, Leatherette Precision Fit custom seat covers, and their durable Carhartt seat covers. They're all easy to install and remove. And guess what? They're machine washable too. Easy cleanup to make them look brand new. No more worries about the kids spilling on your seats or your pets damaging your expensive upholstery or leather. Covercraft's quality seat covers protect from damaging pet claws, pet fur, hair, mud, moisture, food, drink spills, drool from permanently damaging your vehicle's fine surfaces. Headrest and armrest covers and color options are also available on many of the styles. And I've got a great offer for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping with the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Visit Covercraft.com today. Last year, I changed my collector car coverage to American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush. But did you know they also insure... 
your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles. If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Green's here at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Joe, uh, let's dive a little deeper into the Porsche world. So tell me, first of all, how did you end up where you are selling Porsches? And then we're going to talk a little bit more about Porsche Colorado Springs because David Donahue is the one who introduced me to you. And he said, you got to talk to Joe. This is an awesome dealership. And I also want to learn about your power sports business. So let's go back in time and talk about how you moved through your career and you ended up in such a great dealership. Well, you know, Mark, I was uh, really fortunate along the way. Like most people who found some level of success, they had great mentors and uh, and great, uh, you know, allegiances with other successful people. And uh, I'm no exception. I had some great guidance early on as a as a young guy. I started as a car salesman and, and uh, eventually became promoted to finance manager, sales manager, sales director, and, and eventually general manager. I met my, my business partner, a guy named Don Hicks, about 11 years ago, and I was currently working at a, a Porsche store up in Denver called Stevenson Porsche, which is also a, another outstanding store. Uh, Don and I just kind of hit it off. He and I were um, shared a, a common heritage and a common language when it came to the car business and you know how to how to take care of customers and kind of started there but then as time went on I really came to understand Don's passion for the brand and it, it really far exceeded mine and my knowledge he really uh, was a very successful dealer of uh, automobiles but primarily with Subaru he was the second largest Subaru dealer in the country wow and he was a car dealer who happened to just have this insane passion for the Porsche brand, he was awarded an ad point in Colorado Springs in 2005. I joined him in 11, and uh, the timing just couldn't have been any better. The brand was really on the way up, and through those last 11 years, I really understood what makes the brand so special. But that being said, after 17 years with Porsche, I, I really don't even consider myself an expert on the brand. I'm, I'm an, a, f- a fanatic, uh, and, a, uh, and, and I absolutely... Love the brand. It resonates with me on so many levels, and I love the customers. And I've had so many great experiences being in the chair that I'm in. Yeah, no kidding. Now, you guys got involved with this Pikes Peak event uh, quite a while ago. I think it was about 11 years ago. What what drove you to that, excuse the pun, <laughs> the involvement there? And I know David suggested you know, that I talk to you today because of your involvement with Pikes Peak, and that's what we talked about when he was on the show. So why get involved in this? Well, Pikes Peak's a, a really interesting subject because it's such a double-edged sword, and it's one of those 
those love-hate relationships because it is so difficult. Um, you know, we got involved kind of on, on the outside as a sponsor. Fred came to me one year, and Fred is just you, – you, someday you'll have to interview him. He's yeah. just this ball of Porsche energy like none other. <laughs> he came to me and said, I've got a great idea. Let's let's go get a 996 Turbo. We'll get something really affordable, cheap. We'll bolt the cage in it. We'll go race. We'll do the Time Attack 2 showroom stock kind of version of the race, and then we'll return it to stock and and we'll we'll uh you know go sell the car. And it sounded like a, a great low barrier to entry kind of way to get involved and and uh you know have the racing experience which obviously I I've, I've been into motorsports since I was a really young guy. I can I can recall designing my race team logo when I was about 12 years old, oh, wow. you know, on it with a, a pen and paper. So when Fred came to me with this idea, it, it didn't take very long for him to convince me that it would be a great idea. And I have to say, you know, Fred's still got the 996 Turbo, and he's uh, campaigned it uh, at Pikes Peak and other places. And the $38,000 996 Turbo is probably about $338,000 at this point. <laughs> yeah, racing can snowball that way, can it? They can, but we we had we found some success. You know, we went out, and he had a good showing for the first year. And then we discovered after doing it for a couple, three years, we discovered what some of the key elements to success up there are. And we pulled off a win, which was kind of fun, being that we were just some guys in, in a street car up there competing. So had really, really good experience with Fred racing. Success kind of uh, has a, a, an addictive quality in, in my world. So we decided to do it again, and we, we went and got a same formula, but on a bigger scale. And so we went and got a, a 2014 press car from Porsche that was a on an auction, and we bought it. It was a, a very heavily optioned uh, Turbo S 2014. <laughs> it had Burmester. It had full leather. It had every every option on the planet Earth. And uh, we went ahead and ripped everything out oh, of it no. to make a race car out of it, <laughs> which uh, oh. obviously defies logic. But with this effort, we uh, we approached David Donner, who's a, a very, very decorated Pikes Peak racer. Um, he's been... Uh, outright champion. He's been class champion. Um, his 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 family has a, a very rich history with the race. And uh, Donner loved the idea, and he jumped all over it. We went and we prepared this car for the equivalent uh, TA2 effort in a you know much two generations newer car. Yeah. And we went out, did great. I mean, we had an, another very successful uh, year, and we we took a checkered flag, and and I think a 1026 was the record. And we held that record for a very long time until Reese Millen came and uh, took it from us with the Bentley Continental GT oh, that's uh, right. years ago. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought, huh? <laughs> right, yeah. That the, the land yacht with uh, I know. you know with with Reese at the at the wheel can can do some damage. So he turned in a 1018, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, just to bring you up to speed, this year I know David Donner is going to be uh, racing a. 992 turbo chasing the same record again so um, nice that is an effort that i believe is going to be uh, supported by champion porsche so should be very exciting another great dealership so yeah. tell me a little bit about the power sports business you and your business partner put together uh yeah i would say uh, before i get to that i i, I do have to give you the, the up-to-date on pike's peak was after we went with donner on the uh on the uh 991 turbo s we took that car, further developed it into a TA1 car with lots of aero and stuff. And that's where I got to know David 
Donahue. Oh, okay. Those two get confused all the time. <laughs> yeah, Donner, Donahue, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're about the same size. They're both very good drivers, and everyone confuses them. But we took that same car, put a lot of aero on it, turned up the turbos, and went to work with David Donahue. And Donahue came in second to Reese Millen in his Hyundai Genesis in 2018. After that, Donahue advised me to chase a factory-built race car, which we did. Bought a, a factory-built GT3R. Mm. Actually bought a pair of them from Ford Autosport and sold one of them, kept the other, and raced it with, with David. And that's when we got a record in, in TA1 with a 937. So that was the fastest that a kind of a TA1 car had gone up the hill up nice. to that point. But again, uh, the, the, the Pikes Peak saga will go on. We're going to be back on the hill with three different supporting three different cars this year, and um, we're very excited. Again, we're going to be a very good driver, friend of mine from Sweden, coming in, Gustav Lind, David Donahue, and then we're going to be supporting a GT4 with a guy named Johnny Lieberman, famous uh, yes. you know, journalist as well. Yeah, wow. You're not having any fun, Joe. You know, you really... No, I, yeah, obviously, <laughs> I, you know, I'm very bored at work. Yeah, you time. must I be. Just, yeah. <laughs> just hanging out. But to get on to the, uh, the power sports side of life, about five years ago, I... I uh, I had always wanted to be a motorcyclist, but I just hadn't done it. And mm -hmm. uh, one day I woke up and realized that if I don't do it, I'll never do it. So yeah. I went and bought a motorcycle. And uh, I, I fell in love with riding the, the trails here in Colorado with a friend of mine. And like most things that I like doing, I kind of jumped all the way in. And after five years uh, of trail riding and all this kind of stuff, I had the consumer experience as a uh, motorcyclist and I, I saw a lot of room for improvement there and we were able to secure a franchise for uh, Ducati, uh, BMW, Motorrad, Triumph and Gas Gas and uh, we're in business right next to our Porsche store here in Colorado Springs on Motor City Drive. Very cool. I had a Ducati Monster 750 for a while. I was a motorcycle rider back in high school, junior high, and then kind of got out of it and finally, uh, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago I said, like you, I said, you know, I think I'd like to ride bikes again, but I better do it now. And that was the first bike I bought. Then I ended up with a Envy Agusta F4, uh, which every time I got off of that, I thought, what am I doing? This is crazy. <laughs> this thing is nuts. But I liked the, the Monster. Uh, they built a great bike. I got, got to tour their facility in Bologna years ago and was impressed uh, about everything about that bike. So bikes are fun. So you are definitely having fun on anything that rolls on rubber. And, you know, you mentioned, well, I'm going to go back here for just a quick second back to Porsche because this sounds like just this mark, this brand has become a passion for years. What is it for you about Porsche that is just all-encompassing. I know and my listeners have heard it from me ad nauseum, but what is it about you for, for Porsche? What does it do for you? Well, for me, Porsche is such a, an authentic brand in that the cars do exactly what they're advertised to do. Porsche has a, a little bit of, of just a conservative approach where, you know, just, just to give you an example, oftentimes, you know, they'll, they'll claim a horsepower on a car. They'll say that this GT3 makes 500 horsepower. And then everyone who dynos the car says it makes 511. It, I think one of the principles that they, they really try to get along is, is doing more with less intelligent engineering, uh, everyday performance. They're not an occasion car. They're an everyday car that, you know, you can get revved up to go out and drive your 911 every day. I, I drop my kids off to school sometimes and, you know, and, and it's, it's, you get to have that special experience all the time. It's not reserved for some far off occasion. 
Yeah, that's the way I feel about it. I've driven Porsches as daily drivers for decades, all the way back to a, I had a wonderful 84 Cabriolet. It was my daily driver when I lived in San Diego, which is a per- perfect place for a convertible car. Where I live now, not so much. So I sold it and bought a coupe. Uh, I went through many other 911s. They are, you can do anything. Run to the store, run to the track, do some laps, um, you know, have fun on an on-ramp or an off-ramp. I mean, they're just spectacular. That's what I love about them. And they're not so ostentatious, like maybe something crazy like a Lamborghini Ferrari that's going to just kind of show off. Maybe if you're in a GT2 or an RS or something, that might be one. But yeah, they just kind of do it all. Love that brand. We'll take a short break. Thank our sponsors. We come back. We'll talk a little bit about a challenge you face. So keep that in mind. Buckle up. We'll be right back. You listeners know I've been into car care my entire life. I am so excited to team up with AutoGeek in 2022. AutoGeek.net has been a leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started in 1997 as a mail order catalog company has grown into a multi-website based e-commerce store that they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries and its retail sector ships worldwide. Go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and their stellar technical support. AutoGeek.net. It's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey and be sure to use the code cars. Yeah. When you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom. Linkage geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at linkagemag.com. Have you looked under your hood recently? The average car today has more than 70 computers and 100 million lines of code. Today and tomorrow, being a professional technician requires an understanding of technology, computers, and electrical systems that are highly advanced and very complex. Cars yeah is honored to support TechForce Foundation as our charity of choice. Their efforts to help young people pursue a technical education and a fulfilling career as automotive techs is the key to an inspired life. Through scholarships, grants, and good old-fashioned hands-on experiences with vehicles, TechForce and Carsia are working together to connect young people with viable careers. Join us and learn more by visiting techforce.org today. So let's talk about this, Joe. Big obstacle, big challenge, even a big failure you face along the way. It could be in life or business doesn't really matter. This is more about what it taught you, how you handled it, and how you move forward in a positive way. So take us on a little bit of a, maybe an off-road ride. Well, I would tell you one of the biggest challenges that comes to mind, with it, especially when it comes to Pikes Peak, was 
we had great success with with David Donahue driving the uh, the GT3R, which of course is is just a brilliant piece of equipment that uh, is built factory built race car built in Vysok, and it performs flawlessly. We decided to try and up the performance of that car and um, turbocharge it. So our approach was to um, take the the GT3R and transplant the 9A1 turbo engine out of the streetcar that had been modified, made it to the sequential gearbox of the R, and run a boosted GT3R. And I guess what I can say is you you don't know what you don't know. Mm. And sometimes when <laughs> yeah. you face that challenge, <laughs> it uh, it can it can go one of two ways. And and uh, we struggled really hard with that project that year. That was probably the hardest year I've I've uh, been involved with the race. And David and I had had uh, damn near some sleepless nights. Uh, I know my my crew pulled some all nighters uh, swapping engines. We had engine failures. We had. Just a, a little bit of an undercooked car. I think we had a great idea, but we had an undercooked car. And what it taught us, I think, was to really perfect the approach and measure twice and cut once and put more into the preparation. We were trying to do something that hadn't been done, and I think we were short on time. We were short on resources, and um, it really, really turned into a really difficult situation. That being said, we did make it to the top. Uh, we did finish the race. I think we even posted like a second place finish. We didn't meet our goals, which, you know, was to really take some time. We went from a 937 with the car non-turbo to a 934 and some crafty driving and a better setup probably could have got us three seconds. We we didn't have to go through four engines. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. David mentioned some of that challenging year and uh, racing always has challenges. But uh, when you start messing, I guess I could say you start messing with Mother Nature, uh, the factory engineers there at Porsche and, and trying to do things. Yeah, sometimes they can bite you a little bit. But uh, I, I'm still amazed where you I shouldn't say I'm amazed because I'm not surprised at the kind of cleverness you guys have. But the fact that you ended up where you ended up after all that trouble. So, uh, yeah, big breath. The truth of the matter was uh, at the end of the the line, when we had no other options, we just took a motor out of a, a stock 991 that was sitting on the lot turbo, and we ran it. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny because that engine is back in the car that it started in, and it's sort of that car's sort of a legend now because it's uh, got the the heart of that that race car in it. And um, yeah, yeah, it was funny. We, you know, when you when you when you have to get something done, you certainly uh, you find a way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's the savior car. So I always like to talk about looking into the future and bucket list types of things. And I've got to ask the question this way when it comes to future Pikes Peak. Do you see a EV Porsche running up Pikes Peak? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I think uh, I think electricity, obviously, for, for those of us who would consider ourselves, uh, you know, piston driven on the inside, uh, it's scary. And I shared those same fears with everybody. But I will tell you that having a lot of touch time with the Porsche Taycan that I can put some of those fears to rest. I, yeah. I believe that electric motors are as nuanced as internal combustion engines. And the fact that, that Porsche has taken this very in-house approach to building their own motors, their own batteries, building their, their own control units, it, they're really, um, they're building the best product. And, and it, I know that everybody's 
probably seen the the Tesla at the drag strip doing doing some magical things, but yeah. the repeatability that you see with Porsche, the quality, the electric performance is definitely going to be part of our future. Obviously, Romain Dumont already owns the re- the record as king of the mountain with the uh, the IDR. Oh, that's right. Yeah, hosting a seven fifty seven. Yeah, um, incredible. So it yeah it's it's. Yeah, it's definitely the the way of the future. And for a race that's main challenges are altitude, thin atmosphere, uh, heat dissipation, and things of that nature, I think that the electric solution is definitely the the answer long term. Well, David mentioned he loves a Taycan, how much that enjoyable that car is. And uh, I've not been able to drive one yet, but everyone I've spoken to that has one just goes, oh, man, it's awesome. So, yep, it's the future for sure. Well, let's talk about a special vehicle. You've already talked about lots of special vehicles, but I'd love for you to share one in particular that has a special place in your heart and maybe share a story about that ride. You know, one that has a special place in my heart. For a guy who came from humble beginnings at, at a Saturn store back in 1995. Oh, yeah. You know, always being a German car freak, I I worked my way into owning a, a BMW and an M3, and that was a that was like a very kind of a uh, aspirational purchase for me. Porsche was a little bit beyond my grasp. I just you know nobody had Porsches in my neighborhood growing up. It was just it was something that was just a little. For some reason, I had this perceived boundary between me and that brand. But once I ended up working for Porsche and got to really get my hands on it and understand what it was all about. I quickly fell in love with the uh, the GT3, and that's that's one of my favorite cars of all time. And yeah. I remember as a as a young uh, sales manager, it was 2005, and I got to take a, a, a 997 GT3 home. And I, I happened to live up in a canyon, and uh, I took that car home and I gave it a, a kind of a, a good shakedown on the way out. And I wanted to take my wife for a ride in it. She's a bit of a car freak too. And I remember ripping this. It was a white 997 GT3, just just such a purest car, ripping it down Deer Creek Canyon by my house. And I looked over at my wife and she just looked over at me and said, <laughs> dear, we're parents. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> and I, and answer. I, I took that uh, to be, hey, dummy, slow down. But uh, it was it was a fun moment. And, I, yeah. and, and I'll always remember uh, how exciting that was for the first time to, to be able to drive a, a GT3 in a canyon <laughs> environment like that. You know, what comes to mind is when I brought my Ducati Monster home and I took the back little fender cover off and there's a seat back there. And I asked my wife if she wanted to go for a ride and she reluctantly said yes. And I didn't do anything crazy. You know, I came back and she got off. I said, what do you think? She goes, I think I never want to do that again. We've got two kids. <laughs> and she said the same thing. We've got two yeah. kids to take care of. She said the whole time, hey, all I could think yeah. about was them being orphaned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're parents. That's a, oh, She only had two words for me. Yeah. We're parents. Same thing. Yeah. Slow down a little bit. So I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here and be your car psychologist. If you were reincarnated as a vehicle, what would Joe Brenner be? More importantly, why? Hmm. You know, it's funny that you ask, but I, I think if I were reincarnated, I probably wouldn't be an automobile. I'd probably be a motorcycle. Oh, okay. Uh, one of the things that I, I, I've just absolutely fallen in love with about motorcycles uh, is the the um, just just how adaptable and how unstoppable they are. You know, riding I, I ride a gas gas. EC300, which is their enduro bike, and um, it can go anywhere. It can it can go there fast. It can go there slow. It can go up rock ledges. It can jump off of things. It, it's just it's an unstoppable force in the in capable hands. So 
think if I was going to be a, a vehicle of some sort, I would probably be an enduro bike. You know, I was not familiar with that brand. And when I saw that was part of your company, well, what is this thing? I got to look into this uh, a little so bit more. Gas Gas uh, is a, it's a wonderful brand. It's, uh, it's a Spanish brand that was founded in 1986 by, by two guys. Primarily, they were into trials, which is the gotcha. very yeah. wacky sport where oh, they yeah. jump around on rocks and so on. More recently, the, the company was acquired by KTM, which is Austrian uh, brand that is the mothership for uh, not only KTM, but Husqvarna and, and Gas Gas at this point. Yeah. So they have a shared platform with, with all three of them. Uh, they make just a, a class-leading product across the board. They really do set the mark for for enduro, hard enduro, and, and off-road machines. Yeah, very, very cool stuff. I've spent a little more time looking at that. And since my youth goes back to autocross, motocross type stuff, uh, when I was a kid, we used to go down to Mexico and camp on the beach and ride up and down the sand dunes and all that fun stuff. So, ah, uh, really lots of fun. How about a great book? Is there a great book you'd like to share with our listeners today? Well, my, my sales training book of choice is Green Eggs and Ham. It's a tale of <laughs> persistence. <laughs> You're the first. <laughs> okay. Uh, a, a friend of mine who, who was one of, one of my mentors once read it to me in a, in a sales meeting, and I, I always remembered it. And I'm, I've, I have a five-year-old at home, and he's, he's at the point where he can read it to me, and it's, uh, it's really uh, brought back some great memories. Oh, but, wonderful book. Um, but, yeah, it's a great, great book about persistence. If you hang in there and – you ask for ask for it, you know. Eventually, you might get it. Now, why not go dog go? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, that is a good. One. Yeah, I've got a new grandson, and uh, he's he's only eight months old, so reading books is a little bit still challenging. But uh, definitely, that's going to be the first one in that venue. I'm going to be getting for him. There's also some great books by Gar Stein who wrote The Art of Racing in the Rain that are about yeah. the dog Enzo and their children's books. Yeah. So I did read one of those to him the other night. So very fun. So I'm going to allow you to go on the ultimate drive here, Joe. You've been on many, many ultimate drives, so it's a silly question for you, but. Here's Here's the way I'm going to frame it. Open checkbook. I'm going to buy you any car in the world. doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to provide it. You can go with anybody, and that can include somebody who's from the past, who has passed, and you can be driving anywhere. So for a guy who's driven a lot of very cool cars in a lot of very cool places, including up a little mountain called Pikes Peak, if you had all those unlimited rules abound, what would you be driving in? You know, uh, for me, I, I have a, a particular fondness for the Porsche 918. We had quite a, a, a run with that car here at our store, and I have that's that's the car that introduced me to uh, to my friend David Donahue. He was the the client concierge, and uh, I got to drive it with him. But I think on my fantasy drive, I would like that car. I would like the the Nordschleife, and for company, I would I, I think I'd go Dr. Porsche. Ah, very cool. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, now, would this go all the way back to the first Dr. Porsche? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine putting him, it'd be like putting Henry Ford in a Ford GT. You know? Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's, that's exactly the point. I think uh, I, he, he probably wouldn't care for my driving, but I think he'd be amazed <laughs> with his product. I think he would. Yeah. He'd probably be amazed with your driving too, if considering what you've done. Uh, I think he'd have a big smile on his face. So uh, that would be pretty darn cool. The 918, man, what a wicked car. Just one of those iconic Porsches like the 959 and, you and others, the, the Career GT they've come out with that are just leading edge, kind of put everybody on their heels, but ended up taking that technology forward into all the streetcars we love and enjoy. That sounds like a fun ride. Joe, you've taken us on an awesome ride today, and I really appreciate you spending some time with me today. You and I could talk Porsches forever, and I think we're going to reconnect later and do that. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some parting words of inspiration and a success quote or a mantra with us? Well, I guess somebody once told me that you find success 
you're, uh, if you're willing or able to do something that others aren't. And, uh, I guess in my world, I've, I've always focused on the able and tried to, tried to just hang in there and, and do the things that others aren't willing to do. So. There you go. That's the way you do it. And how can people learn more about your dealership and your power sports company? Yeah, you, uh, we're, we are uh, uh, out there on the World Wide Web. Uh, we have a website, PorscheCOS.com. We have ColoradoSpringsPowerSports.com. And you can find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. I'll put links to all these on Joe's show notes page. If any of you missed my talk with David Donahue, please go back and listen. He talks about the 918 and a lot more about climbing up uh, Pikes Peak. You guys are going to have fun this year, no doubt. I want to thank you for spending time with me. Thank you to uh, David for connecting us. Until you and I talk again about Porsches, no doubt, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!